Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ambitious Souls Podcast. This is your host, Princess James. Thank you guys for tuning in on last week. I'm really excited about the book release. I had a, a hundred books on hand, which I've actually sold quite a few, which I'm excited about. The book is also available on Amazon, which I've seen people ordering from there. It is available on Barnes and Noble, and I was just notified today that it's available on Apple. So I'm really excited to see um, everyone supporting me. And it's not even about me at this point. It's definitely about God's grace and his mercy, because if it had not been for him, to be honest, I would not be here today. So I thank you guys for all of the positive feedback, the encouraging words that you guys given me. And of course, just thank you for tuning in yet another week. So I saw this video on Facebook uh, probably about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And it just really stuck with me what the young lady was saying. And it really settled in my spirit. And I wanted to share it with you guys. I know that um, I'm single and I know that I have a few friends that are single. I'm not sure about my listeners per se because I don't get all of that information. But if you're single, you know that dating these days is actually hard. And so some of the things that this young lady was saying in this video was actually just head on. And I wanted to share with you guys. It is not censored. Uh, so there are some cuss words in there. I like to say that because I don't know who's listening. I don't know the full details of everybody that's listening. I get statistics, but of course it doesn't just give me specifics. So I try to be respectful of everyone, all of my listeners, because you don't know what um, other people's preferences are. So again, the video is not censored. I'm just going to play the audio so you all can listen to it. And I'll be back in just a second things from our significant others that we would never accept from anybody the fuck else you ask your partner not to cheat you ask them for more words of affirmation love time affection they can't do that and you will stay your ass right there if you needed onions for a recipe and target said well we don't have any you would go to walmart and if walmart said we possess onions but we just can't give it to you you'd say what the fuck and then you would go to kroger's why because you adjust and adapt to the things that you need if you had a taste for pizza and Pizza Hut refused to serve you, you would not stay in the lobby for five to seven years hoping that they would change their mind. Yet you ask your partner not to fuck other people and that's somehow something you're willing to accept. The only reason you'll accept something less than what you deserve is because you don't think you're good enough to receive anything better. And you're not until you believe you are. The moment that you believe that you deserve better, you'll start to require that. And if the person that you're with can't give that to you, you'll adjust, you'll adapt, and you'll find it elsewhere like you would in any other scenario. Okay, I'm back. I hope you guys were able to actually fully listen to the audio of that video and really be able to comprehend what she was saying. And she just kind of used, um, I guess you could say, an analogy between going to a restaurant or something like Walmart and asking for um, something that they carry or they should carry and them actually being out of stock, which, in fact, you would turn around and go get what you needed from another store. So she used that in case and point of a relationship. And so a lot of times people stay in relationships that they're not actually getting the stuff that they desire or they need or what they're expressing to their partner is actually being ignored or just overlooked 
and they still stay in those relationships. And that's because they feel like they do not deserve better or that they'll never receive better because they're not worthy of it. And I definitely can relate to what she's saying because I've been in plenty of situations where I've settled and I've done things that I wouldn't normally have done had I been in a different emotional or mental state. And so sometimes I feel like dating for me is harder because I wasn't necessarily raised in the church, but I was introduced to God at a a real early age. And so I was taught that you were not to have sex before marriage. Even though um, I strongly believe that, I still went against God's plan and God's will for my life. And I did things that, you know, unfortunately that I regretted, especially with contracting sexually transmitted diseases having children out of wedlock and things of that nature, and especially having soul ties with people. That is something that I take seriously. So as I got older, I didn't really, um, well, I guess you could say as I got older, I began to realize that sex with someone is really an intimate thing to where it connects you in a different way. Um, so, I guess that's what makes it harder for me because I'm not okay with casual sex. I have been in the past when I was a lot younger. Um, I didn't mind that. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cool. You know, it was just really the thing to do. And I did not see then how that was actually damaging me. And so now, you know, dating, unfortunately, is sad to say it, but it is the truth a lot of things that I went through have changed my perspective and it actually has changed how I have dated. And so I've tried different things. Um, You know, we have the uh, saying that, you know, of course, if you have sex on the first night, it makes you look easy. A guy is not going to take you serious. Um, The relationship is going to end up bad. So I've had different instances where I've tried to do, um, do something if I was going to do something I did it on the second date or the third date I didn't do it on the first date because I didn't want to be seen as easy and I didn't want somebody to take advantage of me I didn't want to be in a situationship which that didn't work and I think that when you meet people I feel like it just depends on that person when you meet someone And if that person is ready for things that you want, then you guys are kind of on the same page. So things could go in the direction in which you want to go. And so it's kind of hard to it's definitely hard to change someone's perspective or desire of where they want things to go um, simply because of, you know, you going into it, not stating fully what you want. And I think a lot of women have that problem. We go into a thing and we're like, oh, we don't want anything. And then we're hanging out, we're having sex and we're doing different things. And we start to get these feelings. And I don't think men really understand that. You know, we get these feelings and these emotions involved and then we want something more than what we originally stated. And so that's what makes it harder because this man has already made up his mind that he's not looking to be in a relationship with you or take you serious. So the sex or the feeling that you're feeling 
is not what he's feeling. You know, he's still in the same mind frame. Like, this is just sex. And I think that men do not know how to casually have sex. Not all men, but some men. Because they'll, in their mind, they know it's just sex. But they're not always as truthful with you or us as women to say, okay, this is just sex. We're not going to get serious. We're not going to go get married. This is just something that we're doing. And I think they're afraid to tell you that because they know if they tell you the truth, then it's not going to be beneficial for them because you're not going to talk to them. I remember when I was younger, I was about 17, uh, probably getting ready to turn 18 because I was in my last year of high school. And I met this gentleman who was older than me. And we kind of like talked for years. I mean, literally years. And one thing that I can say about him, that he was very clear and adamant that this was not going anywhere. And it was just sex. And like I said, at the time when I was younger, it was okay for me. So I was okay. We went to the movies a couple of times. We did not talk on the phone every day. We kind of only hooked up and talked when we were together or we knew we were planning to be together that day but it wasn't something that we were doing every day uh we did not see each other very often we never met each other's family and we didn't go to each other's houses as much either we pretty much used other avenues to you know take care of our business and so i think that's probably the only gentleman that I probably ever encountered that was 100% honest and said, this is this and this is what it's going to be. And, you know, I respected that because he he meant what he said and he said what he meant. And he stood by his actions didn't change even after, you know, we had been talking for over a year. Nothing changed. I mean, of course, I think there probably was some care and concern about how I was doing um, because I eventually met my daughter's father and we were together and I uh, got pregnant so you know he was concerned about that but you know anything else outside of that I don't think that there was pretty much anything going on and so now again I just say it's harder now because a lot of people are not dating to marry and so it's hard because a lot of women more so or not um we don't have the same standards so you may meet someone and you may be in a relationship with someone where certain things are acceptable because you will meet men that do not have stable employment who do not have vehicles to drive and who do not have anywhere to live that they're you know that they actually are providing for themselves And you'll have a a bunch of different women that date this guy. Circumstances stay the same. Five years later, he's with somebody else. And the problem is because we as women have allowed these men to live like this. And so they'll find women who will accept them and the circumstances that they are in. And I think that's what we as women need to do. We need to date those people who aspire to have the same life goals as us and I remember maybe about I think that was about two maybe about two years ago or almost three years ago I had met this gentleman who was 
he was in his 30s. He was a little bit older than me. And he had two children who were teenage. One was a teenager and one was a preteen. And so he was very clear that he didn't want any more children and that he was ready to be in a relationship. And as much as I had wanted that, I kind of was scared. And so we had dated for a little while, but there were some other things that really just offset the situation where we didn't take things further. But I remember clearly vividly thinking that, wow, that's crazy. You say you want a thing and when you get it, it's like you almost find a reason to talk yourself out of it. I don't know if that's, you know, you, but I've noticed that. I've noticed myself doing that. And even in my last situation where I was in uh, dating someone, I had some insecurities that I was dealing with that I had not addressed that, you know, would come out from time to time. And I'm pretty sure the gentleman, you know, he was just, as tired of me as I was with myself because it was something that I thought I had under control. But when things arose, you know, when my wound was bruised, you know, I reacted as if, you know, someone else had done that to me. And so I think that's what we as women have to work on when we're single. We have to work on ourselves. We have to work on those things that we know that or triggers, excuse me, or triggers for us, or are things that may be um, an area of our weaknesses. And so I remember the last gentleman that I dated, I was kind of at the point where I knew I wasn't ready to rush into anything, but I knew that as after all that I had been through, I wanted something more than something casual and so I think that's where the disconnect was because in his mind I was looking to rush things and it wasn't necessarily that I was looking to rush things I was really actually just wanting to know where things were going I didn't want to be that girl who was giving this man all of me and all of these other benefits that come with you know, just me being who I was and there being no promise of commitment. And I'm not here to say, okay, if he would have just went ahead and said, yes, okay, we're going to be in a committed relationship or we're going to get married, that it would have made things better for us. Because he could have said yes, just to please me and still been doing what he wanted to do or drag the situation along. So the commitment wasn't going to make a promise that you know, things will be okay. But for me, it was just always in the back of my mind. You know, when you are casually having unprotected sex or casually having sex with someone, um, there are things that could happen. You could definitely uh, catch a sexually transmitted disease. You could definitely catch HIV. That's something that is really real. And also the thing for me was just the intimacy. Um, I'm sharing a part of myself, not just my body, but I was sharing my feelings. I was sharing my fears with him because we talked on a daily basis. Um, we saw each other frequently and we actually went out and did things together. And so I began to be fearful because in my mind, it was like 
to me, he's saying he's not ready. That's not something that he's ready for. He's looking forward to doing or he's not in a rush to do. But then what happens when he does decide that he's willing to do these things, but it's not for me, it's for someone else. And I think that was one of my biggest fears is for it to happen, but not with me because that had happened to me previously. You know, I had this gentleman that I was dating and he was clearly in no way wanting to be in a relationship with me. But then when I looked on Facebook, he was in a relationship with someone else. And so he was just casually having, you know, intercourse with me, but he was dating her. He was taking her on dates. He was wooing her, which was what I wanted. But, you know, in a sense, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough for that because he chose to do it with someone else. So that was something that, you know, I had to deal with and something I had to come out of because um, it did make me feel a way. And I will be honest with you and say that it did. Seeing that, knowing that, it just it just really broke me. And so um, it actually made me stronger, too, knowing that, you know, knowing that, you know, it's time to move on. You have done this enough. And so I think that's where I am now is that. If I go into a situation today, tomorrow, next week, next year, I definitely would want to voice the opinion that I have four children that I am raising and I want my children to know what stable dating is, what boundaries are, and I want them to see their mother love properly. I want them to see me dating I want them to see me happy. I don't want my children to see um, the usual. A man come to my house, you know, at bedtime and then he leaves in the morning before they go to school because that's normally what I would do. I don't want my kids to see that because I don't want my kids to think that that's okay. Especially my daughters. I have three daughters and I would hate for my son to even think that's okay for him to treat a woman as such. And so it's bigger than, oh, I'm brushing something or, oh, I need a commitment. No, because... I'm dating to marry. So in my eyes, if we're not going to get married, then we're dating for nothing. We're wasting each other's time when we could be doing something else. And it's not necessarily saying, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to somebody else who's going to promise that they're going to marry me. No. But if you already know in your heart that you don't see you yourself spending the rest of your life with me or vice versa, then what are we doing? Because we're still not lining up our lives with what God's plan is, you know. God's plan for us is for us to be married, for us to live righteous. And so if I'm doing everything else in my power to make sure I'm lining up with God's will, my dating has to line up with that as well. Even with um, pornography, pornography is very addictive. And so... Um, you may find yourself feeling a urge or feeling like, oh, I have to do this, you know, because I just need this. And I don't believe that to be true anymore because I myself have walked through that. And it's a mind thing. If you consume so much um, words or songs or pictures or you having flashbacks about certain things it will trigger those lustful um feelings to where you do have those desires so I try to spend I mean I have four children so I have (laughs) 
so much that keeps me busy, but I try to keep myself, even when I do have the urges, um, I suppress them. I, I pray, um, I fast, I suppress those things because I know that nothing good can come out of that, you know, to where I, if I feel lonely or if I feel like there's an urge I, and I reach out to somebody, you know, that's just not a healthy thing. So I've been actually doing really good with it. And I'm very proud of myself because there have been times where I wasn't doing good, where I would pick up the phone and call somebody or text somebody just for that purposes. And it would just um, be a boomerang effect to where it would affect me emotionally, even, you know, just having sexual intercourse with somebody that I knew um, had no interest or no feelings of wanting to be committed to me or wanting more with me, I would feel empty. Like I would feel good in the, in the moment and when things were going on, but afterwards, um, there will be no cuddling. He'll turn over, he'll go to sleep and I will feel empty. He'll get up in the morning and he'll go home. And it just made me feel it made me feel, it, it made me feel empty and I, i'll just be honest with you and say that because that was the routine and that's what we did and who i see myself as today i see myself as being a woman of um substance you know i have a lot going on i have children i have work that you know i'm trying to a sell in. I have the book that I just published. I have the podcast, my listeners. I have so many people who have been where I am or, or actually are going through what I've went through. And I can't advise you of something or tell you something and I'm not taking my own advice. So I always try to take my own advice and I want more for myself just as much as I want more for you. And I think that, you know, that's hard today. You know, it's hard to find a man who wants to take on the responsibility of being a man and stepping up to the plate of carrying the responsibility and the role of being a father and being a husband, being a protector, being a provider. A lot of people don't want that responsibility. You know, they want to see you when they see you and that's it. They don't want to care about your child going through something and you having a fast for that. And a lot of men don't care to go to church. That's not something that they want to get up and do on Sundays. And they don't care about the music that they listen to and how it affects their children. Or they don't care about smoking weed in front of their children or drinking alcohol in front of their children. And that's something that I have a problem with. So I guess it'll be a while before I am in a relationship and I'm okay with it because one thing that COVID-19 has taught me is I can be alone. I spent about four months, maybe probably even more than four to where I was by myself. No phone conversations, no dates, no nothing. And so to me, I've learned that it's just really all in your mind. It's what you tell yourself is what you entertain. If you're entertaining certain thoughts and things, then you're, you're going to get those results. You're going to get those feelings. And to me, I just, I feel like I deserve better. And I feel like if I 
lower my standards or if I gave in to how I felt, I would be settling. I'm going to give 100% and I want someone who's going to give the same energy. Of course, I'm not going to get 100% all of the time from my spouse or from uh, my significant other because life happens. But as far as me um, being committed, me being loyal, and me being considerate, those are things that I want reciprocated. I want to be with someone who's going to carry the load with me, someone who's going to lead me, somebody that I can submit to. And that's not something that you always find. So if you find yourself, you know, lonely, you find yourself um, feeling some type of way, I really suggest that you think about what it is that you really want. And is it worth you, you know, um, giving into those feelings by, you know, reaching out to that person or going back to that ex? And I, people change. So I can't sit up here and say that um, once a cheater, always a cheater. But there are some things that I do believe that people don't change. They just change the way that they do things. Excuse me. And I, I believe that is true. I do believe that people, if they really aren't sincere, they'll still do a thing. They'll just do it in a different way. And that goes with cheating or being with a man who is emotionally unavailable. Someone who is kind of like nonchalant, doesn't care about your feelings and... um caring about how what he does actually make you feel whether that's talking to other women or they're staying out late or him leaving hard eyes on somebody's Instagram page I mean there's so many things that we could talk about and of course I'm not a relationship coach if you read the book I probably should be the last person to give relationship advice but Unfortunately, I've been through several things. I have been in an abusive marriage. I have been in a relationship to where I was being cheated on. I have been in a situation where I dated someone who really just wanted to use me as much as they could and led me on. So those are things that I have walked through and I have overcame. So I can share those things with you. And again, you know, being intimate with anyone at this point, it scares me. It scares me to the point that I'd rather be by myself than to share my body, to share my life, to share my fears, to share my past with anyone um, that who's only going to stick around for a little time, who's going to be gone in a year or two years. That's not something that I'm really looking forward to. It's something that I am working on because I will have to let my guard down once I really start dating. But at this point, it's kind of almost the last thing that I'm worried about. Of course, I would like to have a companion, but I mean, I don't go anywhere. And the only way I'm going to meet somebody is at work. And to be honest, that's not really what I'm trying to do. Because if it doesn't work out or if things go sour, you know where I work. You would probably know what kind of vehicle I drive, and that's too much exposure um, to the enemy. So that's not something that I'm interested in doing at all. I've tried the online dating, and that just really 
hasn't been successful um, because you miss the chemistry in that. You know, you miss the chemistry in you being at the grocery store and somebody comes up to you and he makes you laugh or he makes you smile and you see him and, you know, you're attracted to him. So those are the type of things that you miss online that I really would like. So I hope that the video that I share with you guys really kind of help you analyze your situation and where you are. I am in no way advocating for anybody to leave their significant other or their situationship um, because of what I am saying. I think that you should analyze the situation for yourself. And if you're happy with where you are and what you have, then by any means necessary, if that's something that you're comfortable with, do it. But for me, I just look at things differently and I feel a different way about things. And I'm just sharing that with you. But it's not something that I, I am setting a standard for you. Of course, I do believe you should have boundaries. Of course, I do not want you to be lied to. I do not want you to be ignored or neglected. But not everybody handles the situations the same. Not everybody has the same strengths or weaknesses. And so it may take you a while before you can actually leave. You know, they have that song that um, I'd rather deal with you and your bull than get with somebody else. And sometimes that is true. I've been there. If I already know you're bad and I know what I'm getting from you, why would I go start fresh with somebody else and I don't even know what I'm walking into? So that's something that I've said before. That's something that I've walked before. But one thing that I have actually been able to do and been able to see is that starting over sometimes is not always bad. Sometimes it does come with some beautiful experiences. And even though I probably you know gave a lot of myself in the last situation and uh the person that I was dating I don't regret it because we actually dated where he took me out where he picked up the tab where he opened the doors where I got to see that you know real men still exist we may not have been ready for the same things and that's okay but that's when you make the decision. When you see things are not going where you want them to go, you either make the decision that you're going to settle and stay or you're going to end it and move forward. And, of course, that's not always the easiest situation. It wasn't the easiest situation for me. But what would have happened if I was still in that situation to where I was only getting the bare minimum as far as a relationship goes? I would have definitely been unhappy. I would have definitely felt still empty and I would have regretted not moving forward or not voicing my opinion about what I wanted. Because again, as I said, it, it's hard going into a thing and feeling like, oh, I don't want anything. But then six months or eight months down the line, you're trying to tell that same gentleman that you want more when his mind is already made up that that's not what he wants. And sex isn't going to change that. A baby isn't going to change that. You can't change a person from what they actually want to do if their mind is made up on that. So I don't know if I'll be back. But again, I just wanted to share that video with you because it was something that was sitting on my heart. Um, I do actually have a plan in the near future to do a live video in regards to my book because I 
have had a lot of questions. I've had a lot of suggestions and I kind of wanted to talk with everyone at the same time about it and go further in detail about the book for those of you who have not read it. Again, it is called The Void You Feel, F-E-E-L, Only God Can Feel, F-I-L-L. It is available on Amazon or you can purchase them from Barnes & Noble. And as I stated earlier, they are now available on Apple. Thank you guys for tuning in today and I hope that you have a wonderful week.